Welcome to Think Pod for Cast Cars. Uh, this is Sean, and I am joined as always by the uh, my co precision podcaster. Sam. Hi, Sean. Hey, buddy. Hi, Sean. Sam here. Uh, yeah, uh, we're covering Fast and Furious 2009, aka Fast and Furious 4, sort of Fast and Furious 2 in a weird way, because this is the first like direct sequel to the first yeah, movie. Yeah, we'll, we will unpack all of that. Yeah. Uh, but we're also joined by a. Uh... So Sam and I are the two precision podcasters. And we're joined by my co-podcast professional, Jake. 20% angel, 80% devil, down to earth, isn't afraid to get motor grease under her fingernails. That doesn't sound like me at all. It ain't. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Jake and I are the two podcast professionals. Uh, do you guys I'm the grease be... monkey of this uh, podcast today. Yeah, you are. Uh, do you guys want to be like a uh, something duo since I, I have duo ships with each of you? Uh, Jake and I have a relationship like that other FBI agent that's like mean to Brian. And like we have sort the, of that relationship. The one that gets his nose broken. Yeah, yeah. We have we Wait. have like that relationship. No, I. I like <laughs> but I'm not. Hear, I'm not uh... Brian. I'm not Brian. I'm the. I'm his like uh, the train the newbie the rookie on the team. Like I'm the like stuffy her. guy. Oh, you're Lisa. Oh, the... Lisa. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, Lisa. The... Yeah, and you're you're okay. the other guy. <laughs> we have that relationship. <laughs> you're the the young lady that uh, works the computers. Who I have to say, I thought she was quite good in this movie. I thought so too. Come back. Yeah, I'm just say I say that. bring. Let's bring Agent Lisa back to the yeah. fold. Well, that's her. Uh, act, that, that's the actress's name. I actually forgot what her name is in the in the movie. But. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm sorry, I forgot her name. Well, let's bring well. her back. <laughs> Who else do you want to bring back from the previous films? We definitely oh. got to bring back uh, Earl Braga. I want to see Braga again. More. I love him. More Suki. <laughs> Yeah, more Suki. Oh, more, about just characters in general. Yeah, more, yeah. more characters. More more Jimmy. Uh, bring Jimmy the mechanic back. Yeah, bring, for sure. Bring Gal Gadot back. Well, <laughs> well, we'll get there. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. not in the current political climate. <laughs> but uh we'll, we'll, talk spoke, her. we'll talk about her. We'll talk about her. She spoke it out. Uh she's she, I, I don't I don't this isn't that podcast but uh yeah uh, she, mm-hmm. not not great responses we'll just put it that way uh given her history uh, um, well uh I I do want to say uh I did listen to the commentary track with Justin Lin for this uh my homework I guess and I uh I watched what well, well, well I think at the top before we even get into the movie we should say that uh Part of the stipulation for Vin Diesel returning for Fast and Furious 4 was he got to direct a short film, his second short film after multifacial uh, called Los Bandoloris, which serves as a prologue to the movie. Jake, did you happen to did you know about this? Have you have you heard about this? Uh, sorry, I wasn't assigned the homework, so no, I didn't. No, I, I didn't know. This about was this. extra it's credit. Extra credit, baby. Don't don't worry well, about it. Yeah, you know me. Uh, I never sign up for extra credit. Baby. <laughs> don't need it's, it. I, I think it's so it's about 20 minutes and it's a little long for 20 minutes, I feel. But it's basically like establishing the job at the very beginning of the movie. And uh, it, it's it's focused on te- Tej. Is that his name? Tag in Santos? Tego. 
Tego. Okay, this Tego is something I noticed that that was very bizarre. Uh, the actors, I, he's a musician as well, but uh, the actor's name is Tego, and I, I completely forgot his last name. Uh, and then Don Omar is Santos. Mm-hmm. In uh, what's the short film's name? Los Band Bandalorus. Bandal. Okay, in that he is credited as Santos. In Fast and Furious, he's credited. Don Omar is credited as Don Omar. Okay, now this is interesting. So he's playing a different character in the movie. He's playing himself I, in the movie. <laughs> I think that's just an error, maybe. I'm thinking it's an error. I think the people uh, that were doing the credits for Fast and Furious, I think I got to assume Vin was paying more attention and put the correct character name because he is referred to as Santos later in the franchise. Uh, but I think when they were doing the credits for uh, Fast and Furious, they're like, what was Don Donomar's character's name? He's in like the one scene where he's just I like getting in the car. Uh, Don Omar's Don fine. Yeah, Not as himself. Call him his name. He's because that's the thing in film credits. If someone's playing themselves like a fictionalized yes. version, like if like in Zoolander, all the celebrity cameos are Billy Zane as himself. In this, it's Don Omar as Don Omar. He's playing a man named Don Omar. Yeah, obviously well, he's not playing he's play, himself. He's playing a man named Santos. <laughs> well, yes, yes, but <laughs> they just uh, fucked up the credits. Who who is a uh, he's a Latin uh, pop or rapper slash pop star in his own respective country? Yeah, I believe uh, I believe the Dominican Republic. The DR, yeah. So Bandalorus takes place in the Dominican Republic, and we catch up, and that that is where Dom has been hiding out. Uh, running from the law. He set up his own shop where he's, uh, I guess, running an orphanage slash auto shop because there's a ton of like children around and he calls one of them his godson and uh, he's he's eating food with multiple people call him godfather in. (laughs) Yeah, he's the mayor. He's the mayor of the Bitaker public. Yeah. And uh, there's apparently a gas shortage. Cause there's an old man that needs gas and there's uh Santos is talking to him and is like, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll hook you up. So it, it is just the window dressing. Yeah. For the people. Yeah. It's a totally noble uh, enterprise. Them stealing a, <laughs> a five tanker. Gasoline. Yes. Now, now it's more of a Robin hood situation mm-hmm. than in the first film when they were just stealing Panasonic's. Yeah, uh, in the commentary, Justin Lin says the the line that sold Vin Diesel to come back because Vin they gave Vin the script and Vin had his stipulations and Justin Lin went to his house like the first time they met in person and uh, they're at the pool and Vin is like staring off into the sunset and he goes, Justin, uh, I can't wrap my head around this movie. What's the I mean, what's the theme? What do I need to know? Like, what am I missing? And Justin Lin's like, I had no, I, I, I made something up on the spot. He said, well, then you're playing Jesus Christ in this movie. <laughs> and he goes, I'm in. <laughs> Bravo, and, Justin. I, and I, I've seen the movie twice now in the last couple of days. I don't see the one-to-one, if I'm being honest, <laughs> other than, because I don't think Dom, well, he sacrifices Letty, but that that's not a per like, <laughs> he's not he's not laying himself on the line in this movie. Honestly, <laughs> if any, this is like one of the least Christ-like uh, <laughs> Dominic Toretto has been. He's like out for vengeance in this movie. 
It's a dark movie. That That is part of the reason I, I'm not crazy about this one is because I feel like it takes itself a little too seriously that I like my Fast and Furious to be, if that makes sense. No, I'm with you on that. It's a little too dark. Yeah. It's so I feel like here's how I'd explain it. One has one's pretty good in the middle when it's like it's fun when it's fun, but it's got some like some tones, some themes Two takes it a little sillier. Maybe some would argue a touch too silly. I wouldn't make that argument, but I could see how some people might. Three, like I said last week, totally is a better sequel than two in that it takes like the mentor-mentee relationship and just like we have like the similar plot, but we're moving the geography. We have different characters and we have like twists on the like car import, uh, racing, muscle car, all that stuff. Four, like you said earlier, truer sequel to one in that it actually brings back the characters it is a continuation of the story and the consequences of the first film but unlike two bit darker than it really ought to be like it's missing some of those like light fun moments that we like in previous iterations it's it's a little jarring for letty for like we're we're getting reintroduced to these characters and then there's a skip in time and then letty's dead like dom gets the phone call at the beginning of the movie from mia saying like you got to come back he's in panama city now he's he switches garages uh i thought that was weird he should have just been back in the dr but he switches that's a little side note well the whole thing is he like he like arguably abandoned letty in the dr because he's like if they catch me if they catch me, you guys are gonna go to jail too. Yeah, he at least uh, had a conversation with Han. Whereas Letty, he's just like, mm. and there are further implications that we won't get to in for a few movies. But I have talking points in about a month about this this old scene. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like though the the seriousness and the dark tone is necessary though to like kind of bring these characters back in because you have, I mean, they didn't leave, they didn't leave on very good terms, right? It was kind of open, you know? So it's like, you can't really have a goofy movie or like a fun bum, love bum, bum, lovey bum. movie when you bring these two Titans back together that kind of, you know, left on bad terms. I, I think it's yeah. necessary for something really big and really serious to happen to bring them back together. I, yeah, no, I'm not going to shit on this movie the whole podcast because I do think that there are the little moments that I like in the first movie that they bring back for four, like all the Mia Dom scenes, Mia Dom and Brian, when the three of them are together or when it's just the pairs, like it's me and Brian or it's Brian and Dom, those scenes all work for me. I really enjoy those scenes and I feel like they're putting in some like acting on it. I think Jordana Brewster is really good in this. Oh, movie. she's great in this. Yeah. I think she did a great yeah. job. I also noticed something this, uh, my most recent watch through, which was uh, ended about an hour before this podcast started. Uh, they definitely bring back the trope of the uh, whoever reaches first has to say grace. Dom reaches first. And that's he has. Cute, that's so cute. But all, such a here, great here's something a little. This irritated me a touch. Uh, he could barely do grace like Mia had to step in and like do most of it for him. Like my man can't even follow like the one rule he enforces the most. 
because he's he has never, a lot on his mind. He's never been caught. He's dealing with the death of Letty. So he's I assume Dom is always watching for whoever grabs first. He's never. <clears throat> but now he can't think about that because his mind is like he's got more important things than saying grace. So that's why when Brian catches him, it kind of pulls him back and he smiles like he he's like this guy, you know, he remembers, you know, it, it brings him back to earth a little bit. because He's uh, and, too lost in the weeds. And well, can we talk about all that foam when he, uh, when he took the, the big magic ear? Yeah. The magic <laughs> foam. Oh boy. Oh man. That irritated me. A lot me. of foam. Um, but I, can I, can I get to slight uh, spoiler territory? And this is not yeah. one that's on the back of a car. Uh, I'm not going to say any like plot details or anything that anything like of that nature, but mm-hmm. having rewatched this today in my, it's been a while since I've re- uh, rewatched eight. I think the, the complaints I have are going to be similar to the ones I'll make in eight. I'm with you on that. I am. I'm hundred percent with you. I, totally. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have Dom in like a very low point, obviously, which is reasonable due to the loss of Letty and he's going to feel some guilt about it because he had left her. Uh, I prefer a jovial's not the word for Dom at any point, but a little lighter, just a touch lighter. I don't like this dark of a Dom. Yeah. Yeah. He, even in the first movie, he's like the serious heavy guy, but he, it, he has he has all the emotional heft in the first movie, but he gets you get to see him have fun and relax and be with his like crew. But yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get to like just chill out in this movie at all. Like it goes from zero. He's he's always on edge the entire movie. Like I, I don't um, mind like a brooding or like a like. Even like he's got a like his character needs to be like a kind of like a tough brute of a guy but i felt like in this one it's it just goes a touch too far far for me because i want to have fun with it and he's like he's out for blood a little too much in my opinion i i think los bandolores i think that if they had chopped that 20 minute movie into like 10 minutes and put that at the front of the movie or maybe even after the heist or put put that before the heist I would have loved to see that because I think Michelle Rodriguez is really good in Los Bandolores. Like she's not in it a lot, but it's good to see her and Dom and like, remember why this relationship was important and to see them find each other again after it's been so long. Cause there's the callback to the skanks line in Los Bandolores where she's like, I just followed the smell of skanks. Yeah. That's that's a callback. Yeah. You do like Um, a callback. And, and it has more uh, Sun Kang, obviously always a good thing. Yeah. So, Honestly, yeah. for that alone, you definitely could have cut the content of the short film to like 10 minutes and put that. Honestly, having that content just like because it was you couldn't just cut up the, the short film because it is shot way differently. It would be jarring to have that first 10 minutes yeah. uh, of just like repurposed footage. It would have to have been shot by Justin and like like the full crew in order for it to like look reasonable uh, in juxtaposition to the rest of the film. But definitely having that context, I understand the want to open on an action set piece for sure. But I think it would have done the movie more service to give, give us 10 minutes, get to know these characters a little bit, bringing, bringing Han backs always great. Uh, but I do want to do one big shout out about that set piece. 
and it's that to the, the truck driver it is iguana yeah justin lynn complains a lot about the iguana said it was really difficult to like work with the that animal on set he wouldn't do it again he would take it out of the movie and the, if he were to redo that sequence no that was great the iguana was like <laughs> made the seed for me i it, and part of the act part of the, i guess i this movie looks sort of cheaper to me than the other ones. You can definitely tell the budget obviously gets bigger as the movies go on, but like this, the action in this movie is like really CG heavy. And that kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Uh, I think the oil tanker sequence is really cool. I, I, I like that. It's a callback sort of to the first movie where it's like a heist. And uh, I, I like the rolling tankers, a level of absurdity where I feel like, okay, we're starting to get, to where I like these movies, the absurd level where Dom yeah. rolls under it. This is where yeah. the character of Dominic Toretto becomes superhuman in, in some moments. That's an example. There's a scene uh, a little bit down the road <laughs> where uh, he like releases an entire engine block above a man's face and is able to, with one hand, grab a shade and hold up an engine block. There was a lot of like, uh, what do they call it? The pulleys system. There was a ton of those up top to redistribute the weight. So it was, it was, it wasn't as heavy. There was, you didn't see, there was a, there was a hundred little like, lev like pulleys up there. Oh, it was like hydraulic, yeah. <laughs> hydraulic <laughs> yeah. levy system mm. to, yeah, it was actually, it was as, as if grabbing a pillow from a string. Exactly. And, and the David Park, well, you know, he hangs David Park out the, the window for at least 10 oh, minutes. Yeah. Enough for Brian yeah. to get up the, the flights of stairs. Uh, yeah. Do you guys remember, well, uh, the superhuman moment? Uh, th this wasn't with Dom, though. This was with Brian, where uh, he's chasing that guy on the top of the buildings, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he jumps through a bill. He jumps through the window, like, and then hits this dude two stories down. This guy falls and like takes Brian's fault and like falls through a car. And you know, my first thing, if I was that guy and still alive, I would go, "Ow!" But no, instead he was like, "I don't know anything" or something that, like that. And this that is guy, a that's tiny... a strong back. This is a tiny spoiler not found on the back of a car, but this is the first instance of a car being used as a cushion to break right. a fall, which is what becomes. It's not the last. Standard. The height, no, the height will the start last. increasing, too. Yes. <laughs> but dude, like not even a beat. The, the fucking bad guy just like is talking to him casually for the most part, you know, like he didn't just fall through a fucking car um, anyways. But yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, also, Dom, uh, when they're in the tunnel and uh, he uh, knocks the window open and then jumps <laughs> yep. into another person's car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, pretty that was pretty insane, too. Um, I oh, well, the car, <laughs> the poor guy, that the guy, the bearded guy in the uh, street race that gets annihilated by the truck felt totally bad for that guy. <laughs> He yeah, he's up there up, with the uh, red Mustang guy from two that gets like yeah. just thrashed by the 18 wheelers. Uh, yeah, there's some gruesome violence in this movie, too. It's pretty violent for <laughs> what we've seen in the past. You got a lot of people getting hit by cars. Uh, yeah, this is the darkest one so far. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I, you know what, I, I do like uh, another part of this movie I really like is John Ortiz's uh, Campos slash braga i think he's like spoilers really for this good. movie yeah, yeah campos but, is braga oh, yeah yep, yep, whoa yep, yep. 
who I completely saw that coming oh, even the my. first time I watched the movie. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if I like Ortiz being a bad guy. I, I always see him as the uh, the stressed out friend from Silver Lining Playbook. You know, he's great in that uh-huh. movie. <laughs> Yeah, but, but uh, he's, he's having a lot of fun in this movie. And the, oh, the yes. scene where they're at the bar, the nightclub, and he like looks over at both of them. He goes, do you two know each other? That I was used to really... date my sister. <laughs> and you're, you're still lucky. talking? Yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> How do you feel? You're, still... you're still breathing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's Dom's kind of comedy, dude. He was cracking up. He was laughing. He was having a good time. He had a big old goofy smile on his face. So far, definitely the most charming villain we've had so far. Yes, yes. He, he, and I guess we'll talk about the villains in the future movies, but yeah, he's definitely a highlight for me. I think he's really good. And he, he's not, because you have the other guy, you have Phoenix, uh, Laz Alonzo is the name of the actor. Yep. Uh, you have uh, from him the playing- boys. Yes, he's on the boys. I did not know. I haven't seen the boys, but I looked at his like IMDb. Like he's really episode. good in the boys, actually. If you check out the boys, he's he's very charming in that. Yeah, he, he just plays a straight up ass. He's good. He plays like a douchey like asshole in this movie. And he's the menacing aspect to it where Braga is. He's menacing in his own way, but he's also like you don't want to have like two guys that are both like scary because like yeah. Bra- Braga is more like the mastermind like. You yeah, know, he's pin guy. He's definitely more charismatic, Braga. For sure. Uh what's his Phoenix is the the right hand man? Mm-hmm. He's yes. more of like he's more of like the uh, bruiser. Yeah. Which makes sense for the dynamic of like the head honcho and then it's like right hand tough guy. Like they do a good job depicting that dynamic. Whereas like uh previous films, I feel missed the mark when it comes to like good villain dynamics yeah for sure yeah uh well i i think dk is good i i take i i do enjoy dk in the last one but yeah uh verone awful villain really bad verone is very the the two henchmen are way better uh and johnny oh, tran even, is pretty good johnny Tran is pretty henchmen. solid yeah uh with the with dk I think he's solid and he plays his character well. And we, I, I got to remind myself, like the the cast is mostly supposed to be high schoolers. So like even DK is like their age. So like him being more of like childish makes more sense for the character. They do a good job portraying it. I just think it's interesting that we're actually getting like a villain that's like in charge of shit, like has power. Because he's also like obviously DK's like answers to his uncle. Well, Sean, did you pick up that the plot, like they lift plot elements from Too Fast, Too Furious, like directly in this movie, like the audition for the driver, like that is straight up from Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, Actually, yes. Uh, And that was going to be a point I was going to make later, but I I guess I could get into it now. Uh, As I said in three, way more of a, a sequel tonally to one, even though two has recurring characters, whereas three does not until a cameo at the end. Whereas I thought four way more tonally of a sequel to two. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> now that you say that, 
Like the it's themes of the tones. Movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like one and three are, are far more focused on like the aspects of like race, culture, things like that. Aspects of crime come in, but we really spend more time on like the racing and the race culture. Whereas with two and four, it's racing's a part of it. And criminal organizations need drivers, apparently, that drive very loud and fast cars rather than <laughs> something inconspicuous. That's a whole thing I could get into. But well, Braga, Braga goes through drivers like I go through Cheez-Its. That guy is just killing them left and right. Like if he doesn't like a driver, he's not afraid to just let him go like permanently <laughs> to the afterlife. Yeah, totally. So it's like, again, we have Brian, who's now like full just FBI guy again. He wears a suit. Got yeah. his job back. That's how we know he's yeah. full FBI guy again. So what so- happened with Roman in the garage between two and four? <laughs> That's my question, because him and Roman were going to open the garage together. I got to assume Brian just wanted to still be doing. <laughs> yeah, cop he shit. wasn't he wasn't hungry anymore. He you was know, hungry he had to go back. for adventure. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. Well, who, the- who knows? Maybe maybe Brian like they both own it together. Roman runs it. But Brian's like, I do actually like doing this action shit. I mean, look yeah. at it. all of his, all of his, like, he's like chasing guys on foot, like for a name, like <laughs> even like yeah. the other guys, like all that for a fucking name. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the unnecessary. That's like barely a lead. He's like, I just like doing this shit. I got to be action boy. Uh, yeah. The, so Justin Lin talks about in the commentary about, um, the FBI, he wanted to paint it as like Brian's crew, like his family. And he wanted it to be like, like we bring it back to the grand theme of Fast and Furious family, where Brian has the guy, his boss, who's like his father figure. He calls him like son. He's got hit the junior FBI agent who's kind of like his little sister. He's got the asshole guy who's like his competitive brother, you know. So he has a family unit in the FBI, but that's not his yeah, the real, real fence of the crew. Yeah, but but that's not who where he belongs. Like when no. Mia says, are you the good guy, bad guy? You know, are you a good guy being a bad guy? Or you're a bad guy being a good guy. Like, which one is it? So she's basically saying, what family do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be back with me and Dom and like our crew? Or do you want to is it, do you are you really happy just being an FBI agent? Yeah, that's an interesting take. But yeah, to close it off about my previous thought. Tonally, for much more of a sequel to two in that it's more about the crime and infiltrating a crime organization. Because you're right. It takes most of the same beats. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have yeah. even like, okay. Even the, fe- even the female uh, just getting shoehorned in, you know, Gal Gadot just getting shoehorned in just like. Uh, she was very not, much like the Eva Mendez of this. Yes. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eva Mendez. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to say Eva and, Longoria, but yeah. And, Mendes. and Dom is playing the Brian part where he's coming out of retirement to do this, to clear his name. Okay. You know, here's my biggest complaint about the movie. Giselle Gal Gadot. Way too fucking horny for Dom in this movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah she, she came comes on, on to him. She came, she comes on super strong to him, and she knows that he's grieving his like lover. Like she no. knows about Letty. She, she wait, she, she not yet, right? Does she? she? 
no how how, how could she know because isn't she she's she not was in braga's crew yeah but i don't yeah. think Bra- they don't know the connection oh yet. yeah if they do if they knew that dom was uh like invested I, in letty i, I don't think knew. they would ever allow him in so i thought i thought giselle knew the well she was up on so. what the fbi was doing okay so was she, she was just straight up involved with braga's crew like she was not a i thought she was an fbi plant for some reason but i guess not but she hey, does help dom out i do any of us remember a scene where she is at all involved with anyone other than braga i feel like she helped get letty in to the crew that was like brian she might be undercover but i don't think that they brought it up and I, I don't think, think they bring it up i don't it think it might it's... be brought up later yeah I'm that might sure. be that might be like um they they, they might uh and i'm forgetting the fucking word for when you like change something after the fact alternate scene or deleted scene no yeah. I'm, I'm revision just revision no that's not it um I feel like an idiot. I can't think of a damn word. No, no, anyway, no. I remember the reason why she ends up helping Dom is because uh, Braga was about to run her and Dom over and he saves yes. her. So yeah. that's why she switches alliances. Gotcha. That much gotcha. Right. I, there is a very specific scene where she's like saved by Dom. So she's like, well, Braga was going to fucking kill me. So fuck this guy i'm gonna change sides wait she but, wasn't suspicious of braga when he killed like five of his drivers at a night just for like shits and giggles pretty much i think it was one of those situations where she felt <laughs> she was less expendable than the drivers because she was more of like an organizer and like a gotcha. little higher up the totem she's like i'll be fine if i uh help all these murders <laughs> yeah yeah um, but I think when she thing. when she got into danger herself and she was saved by Dom, plus she was, I mean, every scene we've seen her in, she's been like mad horny for Dom. So it's like, I don't think it took much to convince her to change sides. Hey, uh, <laughs> this man that you're obviously so horny for saves and you from this murderous guy. Pretty easy switch, yeah? I, I could have sworn Sun Kang was in this movie more and because I, I always thought that uh well I won't get into I, I just thought that he was more involved with this movie and he's just really in that little opening scene, the cameo, but would have been cool if he had stuck around with the three of them, maybe as like a mediator between Brian and Dom, like to like, hey, you guys need to chill out. Like but that's what me, I guess that's what Mia's role is. But uh, but yeah, no, I cool just have like to have him around. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I like to have him around. You don't have to justify for me, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's more Sun yeah. Kang's better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, get him I in feel there. like I feel like with this one, they really didn't know what the fuck they were gonna do after four because it, it a lot of stuff doesn't wrap up. Like they they kind of I felt like they just dropped Han for a minute just to kind of t- like twist in three, you know, to get an idea of where this one takes place, but then they just le- let him go and then they bring him back. So it's yeah. like, I felt, I felt like, I felt like if they knew that they were going to make more movies, they would have kept Han. Right. It, I, I can confirm that they did not have five in, in plan. Like yeah. they, that, that this was literally just going to be, this ended up being yeah. such a hit. Like honestly, one did more really internationally. Well. One did really well. This did solid uh, domestic as well. I think the budget, the budget was 85 
It cleared yeah. 70 mil opening weekend and yeah, then went they, on to do uh, a touch over 150 mil domestic alone and then yeah. double that for our international. So yeah. like they're like, we got to hit both domestic and international. All right. Uh, we're doing another one. Bring back the all the popular. Oh, we don't want to get too much into it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get there next week with uh, with uh, five, and, but, uh and like and like an aforementioned character uh, going to an aforementioned location. Uh, we will get there eventually. <laughs> so the last thing we see of Han is he's saying, "I'm going to Tokyo." But yeah, this this movie does a lot of. Uh, I mean, it is a lot of table setting for five and getting the characters into the place where we Barely. find them. I feel like, dude, can we talk is, about? <laughs> No, it go is, ahead. Go ahead. Because I think, like it's been stated on this show, they didn't know they were going to do a five. So I think they wanted, but they left it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So I don't yeah, think they, they had, did. they didn't have a plan for five. They're like, we're going to leave it open this time. Yeah. I, I <laughs> it is kind of funny that they go through the whole movie and then at the very end, the judge is like, yeah, I don't care. I'm still going to, that doesn't excuse it. Even though I thought that Brian had cleared that out. Like he had, I thought he had like, that's the whole reason Letty died was because she was going to do that for them so they could, so right. they could like get clear Dobbs' name. And it was at the very end, just one judge is like, nah, nah. I changed my mind. Yeah. No nah, thanks. Not into it. Even though we took down, I supposing like the Pablo Escobar of the Fast and Furious universe. They say, even though that's not no, good enough. They there's a line that they say he's moved more uh, drugs and weapons <laughs> into this than Escobar. They they cite <laughs> Escobar in in text in this movie that Braga is is uh, from their perspective worse. Yeah, but I love that about the Fast and Furious movies where they'll just call it out like, "Oh, people are gonna think this is Escobar." No, this guy's actually more badass than no, Escobar. No, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so much more drugs, so much more guns. Yeah, so much, so much more. He's like way cooler. <laughs> uh, yeah, man the the CSI Dom crime scene scene I felt was like of its time. Like those those shows were really popular what back is- when this came out. Is Dom the fucking mentalist? He, he does. Yeah, I was like, Dom should be, he should be uh, hanging out with Gary Sinise and uh, <laughs> Ted Danson. Dom Dom is like Sherlock Holmes, but only if cars are involved. Only cars. This predates, I believe this predates the Sherlock show, but it is straight up lifted from, I guess, Fast and Furious at this point, <laughs> where he recreates the crash and he knows he's actually an expert on everything. So he knows exactly what the tread marks were and he, he, he could tell exactly like what happened just based on a couple of incidental. Clues. Yeah, he can, he can walk <laughs> to a road like. All right, I figured it out. I, I knew she was shot from the tracks of the tires. He was like, oh, well, she was obviously shot here. <laughs> I, I love the shot of him in the oil barracks. Apparently, that was like Justin Lin's, like at the funeral, at Letty's funeral. Oh, that is like, a FBI great shot. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, wow, power. This guy's powerful, like oil barracks. <laughs> yeah, that is a well-done shot. So how did how did he figure out that that guy was using meth nitrous? Like... What 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 was the like what was the the smell or something? Well, only he knew that guy was a pussy, so only pussies use. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's correct. That, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that math checks. That's out. how yeah. he drew the one to one. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, there was like residue on the road. He like smelt it. it. <laughs> right, right. Like, 
It's the kind of what? What is the 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 term for it? Meth nitrous or methylene nitrous or something? Nit- nitrate meth. The people, the people that use NOS on like regular are calling this guy a pussy because he used the same thing but a different chemical. <laughs> and this, and there, and there's only one guy that sells this garbage shit. Yeah, they didn't yeah. do a good In job. In all of making, LA, <laughs> they didn't do a good job making the distinction between just knots, which is such a staple in this so much so that like they uh, there's a shot of a nos energy drink in uh brian's cup holder at one point absolutely hey, he has to use that he, it actually he, comes in handy about it. uh i do like the scene where the fbi uh agent is helping him pick out the cars and she's like well which car do you want he goes all of them he goes that oh, one that's, that, that he, he starts <laughs> listing like several off he's like that one that one was fun that was like a re- Paul did such a good job of like acting like a kid in a candy store in that scene. Yeah. Can can we also talk about how terrible a cop Brian is? Like he's the worst fucking cop ever. I think that's part of the reason yeah, he switched sides. Well, like yeah. I mean, I don't even know how he got his job back. And then and then to <sighs> become part of the group he plants drugs on on somebody in Dwight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fucked up. Like, oh, no, he deserved it because he's a dick. Yeah, right. He's a yeah, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he likes your feet, so he's gross. Oh, and thank God they cut away before he put that foot in his mouth. I was worried for a bit. I was like, oh no, please, please, please. And they cut away. Uh, I love how the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I love how like the cop next to Brian was like, this isn't going to stick. And he's like, yeah, I know. And they both just <laughs> laugh it off. Like, <laughs> just hey, committed yeah, a crime. Yeah, he's not a great. Co- okay. In any of the movies he's been in so far, one, he is a cop, but let's his, he lets this target go at the end. Two, he starts as a fugitive, and then they reluctantly works for the FBI again. But, like, isn't that thrilled? It is quite bad about it. Like, he's doing a lot of other shady shit on this side. This one, it seems like, oh, he's full FBI again. What's he do at the very end? breaks his friend out of the prison bus helps him kill a guy too oh yeah that was that was a very cool though i like that a lot (laughs) yeah also (laughs) so the 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 tunnel chase sequence at the end is also a big complaint for me where i could see how they thought it would be cool like in theory but it's just like a dark like cgi tunnel that doesn't like you know, it it's just looks messy and it's not yeah. visually interesting to me. And how the hell is there a tunnel that's two cars wide? A mine. Like that's a big ass mine at that point. Hey, that's <laughs> that's Mexico, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got the double the double car garage uh, yeah. mine. <laughs> hey, I mean you gotta Yeah, it's not it's not one of my favorite like final set pieces of this franchise. Um I think I'm a little bit more forgiving of it. No reason I, why. I, I, just... I think with the budget, because this is a previous era of Fast and Furious where we don't have like the, the candy store isn't open. The toy store isn't open to the whole crew. Like they, they get like, here's the candy store. You or Here's the, the toy store. You guys can wa- look at the toys on this wall. This is yeah. the 25% off. You get an toys. aisle. Yeah, you get an aisle. They don't get the whole store yet. So I think for what for the limitation, I think it, it it's okay. And there are some cool moments in it. And uh there's some like very gruesome like car crash, very gruesome deaths in the mine. And uh 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, I want something in the day. I don't want something like in the dark, damp. Like doesn't doesn't exactly work for me. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I mean, for what it is, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I do love when they kill Phoenix. <laughs> Dom calls him a pussy again. <laughs> <laughs> they waste their f bomb in this movie on a really like nothing line too. Paul Walker. Okay, yeah, he's Did you catch it's, that. It's getting the fucking car. Uh, yeah, from a, a also very dark action set piece a little bit earlier, where uh, Dom Dom's plan is to blow everyone up. Is what it seems like. Yeah, In- including Brian. I guess he his like lust for vengeance was so high, so consuming, that he was willing to just kill everybody. Which yeah. is <laughs> it harkens back to my base complaint of the film. It's. Dom being motivated purely by revenge and bloodlust is not my favorite. I I don't love that for the character. Yes, I feel like there needs to be some sort of other. And I guess the series, as it goes on, tries to. Because one of the mainstays is it has to be personal to him. You know, it, it, yeah, which plot, I like. The plot that. has to be, yeah, yeah. It, it has to revolve around something personal. Which, you you which mess with good. family. I mean, when you touch Dom's family, it starts to get dark, man. Yeah, I, I also feel like we haven't seen these characters in a long time. So to, we haven't established him and Letty back together. Like they do it briefly at the beginning of the movie, but we don't spend enough time with those characters to, I feel, really adequately care even, that Letty's dead. Even the the she's barely in the short film but the what we see of them together that alone establishes them their relationship again because honestly Vin Diesel is one of these actors that I just don't like being in any romantic or sexual situations typically yes I his relationship with Letty as a whole is like one of the few times I've ever bought uh Vin Diesel having any sort of sexuality at all. I feel like their energies are very similar, but I also sometimes get, and I feel like this bleeds because of their real life relationship. It feels more like a brother sister relationship than it does like a romantic partner relationship in some scenes where I feel like I'm, I'm not a hundred percent buying it, but yes, but in Los Bandoloras, their chemistry is really good for Dom and Letty, which I don't feel like, which is a shame because the movie, you don't really see them together at all. In the movie. Yeah, we really need yeah. to spend, we need to spend a lot, not even a lot, five more minutes of Dom and Letty stuff just to like, so that we felt his pain. Why yep. not? Why not see all the stuff with her and Brian? Like save her death for like the midpoint of the movie or like later. I, I would if I had to change it, I would I would rearrange the story to where we see her like after the heist, she finds Brian and contacts him to get him involved. And then we we see a little bit of that and then just just like a tiny bit. And then we see her death and then then Brian get or then Dom gets the news. I feel like her death is so abrupt that it I, we're not like eased into it at all or like. Yeah, it's handled over a phone it comes call. Out of nowhere. That's how we, uh, yeah. as an audience, learn. I f- I feel like that would be tough though to to write in, right? Because you, they, they they haven't seen each other for we're, we're thinking years for at least two movies worth. 
Five, so she says Mia says five years in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so since five the first movie, right? So five years, and then all of a sudden the movie starts with Brian and Letty. It, I think that'd be really a uh, that'd be yeah, that'd be hard well, to believe. Not, narratively, not I, I'm I'm talking about like after the first heist and the beach scene where he leaves, and like maybe the next day she like decides it's time to reach out and you know. But but I understand Dom. It's Vin's movie, so yeah, he is, I think he is yeah, the focal I, point of it. This is actually, I guess we should say this is the first movie where Dom is the protagonist, first per yeah. se, because Brian Brian is the protagonist of one and yeah. two, and this this it does equal share. Like Brian does get a lot of screen time. It is split about fifty fifty between <clears throat> Brian and Dom, but this does feel more like Dom. It's Dom's journey in this movie. Yeah. And then Brian, Brian's journey is basically him trying to redeem himself to get back to family status with Dom. Yes. I also think this was like, this might be like too behind the scenesy, but I think like they, a lot of the reason Letty was written out the way she was, was because of Mel, Michelle Rodriguez's scheduling. I don't know why, but I think she might have been like obligated for another film during the time of this. So they like got her as much as they could and then did what they did. Um, but narratively, I think they wanted to get Dom and Brian back together in Los Angeles ASAP. So like, all right, we got to we'll do all the reveals later down the road. I, I would like to see more like Letty just in general, especially like seeing her work with Brian. But I, I don't have any complaints about the way they did it when like they, they just say, oh, Dom, chill the fuck out. Lady was actually, it was her idea. She wanted to do this for you, bitch. How stupid is Brian to keep her cell phone on him when he is with Tom? Like, like what, what was he doing with the cell phone? Just like, it was Dude, on his person. He's a fucking shitty cop. Yeah, he's a shitty ass cop. He, he is. He keeps the evidence at his house, like not locked up, just like out and fucking about. Uh, yeah, no, like I said, he's a bad cop. I um, agree. He's not. He's very bad at like actual police work. He just oh, wants yeah. to. Be, he wants to be like a cowboy. Like he wants to be like an old west sheriff type. Yeah. He wants to do like he wants to do the fun bits about it. He's not doing his damn paperwork. Uh, Lisa that. is. Yeah. Also, uh, when. And it's it's a very like hot scene where Mia and Brian like finally make up and like make out on the countertop. But I'm thinking Dobbs in the next room. Like he's not even in like, the next room. Like fuck. He's 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 in the garage and there's a window like <laughs> yeah. that he can probably totally fucking see them. Like what's he yeah. gonna say? Cut it out. Oh, yeah, also, come on, guys. Uh, Sean, uh, one thing. Yeah, what's you, up? You, you said that they wasted uh, the f bomb, but there's actually two f bombs in this movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I believe I believe Sam said that it was wasted. Uh, uh, no, uh, the other one is the vehicle that's named the f bomb that they actually used to uh, they smash Phoenix hit that with. dude. <laughs> yeah, they hit Phoenix with. So yep. there's actually two f bombs. Yep. You're right, Jake. You're absolutely right. And so they I don't do think drop. they wasted it. <laughs> They drop, they drop a better f bomb at the end of the movie. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> now, everybody, everybody kind of saw it the same way. They're like, "What a waste of an f bomb!" Uh oh, 
another f-bomb just or justin lynn also said it was fucking impossible to get the car up on its two wheels that took about like four or five hours to get the car to like on a dirt road to get the to get it like tilt upward yeah but yeah now it was a pain in the ass speaking of of f-bombs did the previous three iterations have one i i don't recall there being f-bombs in the Uh, earlier installments i believe there's one in two Right? There's there's definitely one and two. I can't. I think remember Roman. Was, I think Roman says the f bomb in two. I know Roman gets one in like five or six. Spoiler: Roman will be in one of those movies. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Are you taking a second to look it up? Yeah, just cool. I, we're I gonna take. We're gonna, gonna take. Anything. We're gonna take a, a two minute break because I have to go to the bathroom anyway. Okay. Yeah. All right. Work. Um. The car is the first thing when you search Fast and Furious F bomb. It's the yeah. Camaro. Yeah, <laughs> that's the very first car. I'm also like, uh, I was really hoping after I watched it, I was really hoping that when they when they like uh, cut that dude in half with the car, I thought it was gonna be like um, like signs where the person where the dude was still alive. <laughs> they should have had him say like. I, you know, I'm sorry I killed Letty or something like that at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah I or, or he wakes up, he tries <laughs> to shoot him one more time. Then Brian and Dom both shoot him or something, you know, but Very hey, cool. man, what, what are you going to do? Uh, oh, ResearchGate has, do they say that for in Fast and Furious? Hobbs and Shaw, there's an F word in that. I believe uh, Jason Statham says it. Maybe I don't know. They well, they use uh, they use uh, the F A G G O T word in uh, Fast One. Oh yeah, yeah, we've yeah we discussed that. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna read the parent review of Fast and Furious. Hold on. Please do. <laughs> Okay, let's see here what they got. Hmm. All right, good movie pushes the limits. Okay, whoa. Okay, so they're saying that there's three F words. Uh, One N word. And 32 S words. Wait, are we talking about the swears of the film? In yeah, in Fast One, they actually use three F words apparently in uh, Fast One. Which Fs? Well, they they're not counting they're not counting the F A G word. Oh, the F A whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, um, the 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 slur. Yeah, three Fs, one N, and 32 S's. What are the three F's in one? Oh, and God's name is also misused five times. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is on uh, commonsensemedia.org, the parent review of uh, Fast and Furious. I, I can't find a like collective list, but I, I believe Roman says it in two. And I want to say it's said in one as well, but I'm not sure. I don't think they say it in three. I don't we'll have to go exists. back and find. Oh, well, yeah. They're high schoolers. They don't use that language. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to go back in uh, on lap two. Just 
really specifically I'll, listen for I'll, fuck words. I'm gonna put it that in the notebook. Please do <laughs> keep track Please of do. no keep track of f words. Uh, did you guys get a Corona count for this one? There is a lot. There There's were a, a lot, lot of, corona. of Coronas. There, uh, there's exactly uh, six Coronas, and uh, one isn't one isn't drank by a family member. It's in the background uh, of the scene when when they're at the club. Uh, yeah, they're at the club. Yeah, yeah. There's like a woman in the back drinking Corona. Also, a funny thing I found out: one Michelob count and two Pacificos. All the bad yes. guys had Pacificos. Yeah, Jake, are you gonna be a beer boy? Baraga had a Michelob, or not a Michelob? A, yeah, uh, a Modelo. I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna say it doesn't seem like a bad guy drink to drink a Michelob Ultra. Would think less of. Sounds him like a healthy choice. Guy. Yeah, yeah. No, Pacifico Modelo, okay, but like, yeah, Michelob I mean, is I like what a dirty cop drinks. You know? I do, dude. I would rather drink a Pacifico than a Corona. Any like, I know that. Oh, 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 that's what the bad boys are family's gonna come I know for they're coming for me. Uh Pacifico is just a very drinkable beer. It's very tasty. Uh yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not much of a beer boy, so I don't really know. I knew I knew Baraga. I knew he was I knew that uh Ortiz was the main bad guy because he was drinking the Modelo. I was like, wait a minute, something doesn't fit here. Yeah, I knew like an hour into the movie, I was like, well, we haven't even seen Braga at all. So I was like, I, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's this guy is the yeah. like, one pulling all the shirts. We were like 45 minutes in before we even met. Uh, What was his fake name? Campos. 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 Ramon Campos. Yeah. Yeah. We met him like 45 minutes in. Yeah, I I do like uh, the Top Golf uh, driving range. I think it's a really cool. Yeah, like, that was setting. cute. That was cute. I think that I think that's a fun setting for like a uh, just a pretty bland scene where you just meet the bad guy. Like I I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot more other thoughts on Four Fast Four Furious here. <laughs> I mean, my kind of like uh, I think we've covered. I'm trying to think. Like I know that we are, we're missing something, but I mean. Uh, Let's just go down a little bit. Uh, we've touched on Gal Gadot's performance a little bit. This is her first movie yeah, role. You can kind of tell. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> she's a little stiff in some of the scenes. It's uh, a bit, th- a bit that a bit. She's also not given that much to do other than be hitting on Dom too much. Yeah, that, that's feel, completely fair. Yeah, it feels like such a shoehorn character. Like they, I definitely. They pushed her in like it didn't. Can, can on, I tell you, his, can, can I, can yeah, I say ahead, something? I, I think that she's hundred percent a studio note. Like there needs to be a hot girl that's attracted to Dom in the movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're, <make> it work. <laughs> we're killing off his love interest from the, okay. Give him someone else that likes him. But yeah. he's like, and I don't think at any point ever into it. No, yeah. he, he's not. I mean, he's nice to her, but he's straight up making out with, uh, two girls at the beginning of Los Bandoloras. So that like yeah. <laughs> he has no problem. Well, that was a Vin Diesel note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he directed it. If he gets, of course he gets. <laughs> yeah, he had final cut on the thing yeah. he directed and yeah. then put out to by himself. It was like um I don't even know what the purpose of the short film was. I I honestly think it was like a contractual thing where like he was like just let him. He's like I want a million to do this short thing in the Dominican Republic. Yes. And I'll, I'll, they were probably already shooting there for that, like one scene. 
He's like, we'll do it on like the week before. We'll get some of these other people. Yeah. Dot Omar yes. and Tego will do it. It'll be it'll be, yes. it'll be fine yes. and good. Yes. Uh, yeah, but she is honestly she has less to do than uh, Monica Fuentes, Eva Mendez. No, and I I like Eva Mendez in that role way better as the like liaison. She, she has much more to do too. Yeah, I I always I guess because the characters are so similar, that's why I mistook uh, Giselle as a undercover when she's not. She's just straight up working with Braga in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and then changes sides. Yeah, she gets no backstory. Like, no, we she, never get a backstory from her. I don't think ever. Well, we'll get there. I, we'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll do I'll, I might do a rewatch this week and see if I can like and I'll just like really hone in on her scenes and see if they like give us even a little bit of backstory and I, I'll report back in five. Uh, I like John. Like I said, I, I, John Ortiz is like my one of my bright spots for this movie. I love the scene with him in the priest in the church where he's like, oh, I yeah. make a donation to get into heaven. Yes, that was a very cute scene. I thought I love the. The Catholic representation in this film. Yeah. He had a big <laughs> well, Jesus a piece on. Yeah, a yeah. lot of crosses. Well, you, there's a lot. a lot of crosses. In this the film. introduction of uh, Dom's famous cross. It's, this is it's on it par with Han Solo's dice. Yeah, this is the movie where it starts to take on. It becomes more than a prop and more like a symbol of him and Letty's love is the cross for some reason. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even remember big in previous things. It's in the first movie, but sure it's it is. Not, it's not made again. To be a thing, yeah. Like in the Star Wars, is uh, Han Solo's famous golden dice. Uh, apparently, so- some people claim are in A New Hope or the original trilogy somewhere, but they're just there. In future subsequent films, they're like huge plot point, like super close up on these. Uh, rear view mirror dice yeah apparently vin took that cross from the set like that was his necklace then because he took it from the first movie it was just something that he thought was cool so that's why he brought it back uh because he liked it um yeah so so the necklace he gives it to letty at the beginning of the movie with the cash and then uh she gets it taken phoenix takes it off her uh like car accident and then I forgot. How does Dom get the necklace back from Phoenix? Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but he snatches it back. Dom does snatch it back from him. I don't think I don't think Phoenix had anything to do with it. I don't think Letty was wearing it when uh, she was uh, murdered. She was. Um, she it's in was? the it's in the car. It's in the car crash. Phoenix takes the necklace and that's how Dom realizes that it was him is because he he had the necklace. I think. No, he solved that by like detective skills. I believe the necklace was uh, so when Brian shows up at the uh, Toretto house, they have their dad's car still, the one that he crashes in one in the and garage. Letty was fixing Letty it. Letty was fixing it up. the The necklace was hanging in, in the, the rear car. view when uh, Dom shows back in the, his dad's garage. Letty That's had left right. his necklace in his dad's car. That's right. I conflated it with Phoenix. No, Phoenix easy, had the necklace for easy a while. To conflate those yeah. two things. Yes, yes. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, 
Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I like. I guess we could have used a little bit more Michelle Rodriguez, but I understand now that you're saying that it was scheduled. I believe it was stuff. scheduled. I think she yeah. might have been filming fucking Avatar. Oh yeah, I forgot that was around the same time. That's they funny. Uh, both both came out in '09. Uh, and you know what? God, God bless her. I get why she chose to do at like at over <laughs> the the fourth fast and furious movie where she was like oh yeah i'll come back out of like fun like obligation but this isn't gonna be she was like oh this isn't gonna be like avatar is like my new meal ticket like it's fucking james cameron james I'll, Ca- I'll spend more time doing that if i'm Cam- choosing projects cameron was already like we're gonna do like a dozen of these and it's like yeah. he's got the clout in hollywood yeah. so like we'll do it and it's been over a decade and it's been the one and meanwhile, yeah. Fast and Furious, they keep cranking those bad boys out. Right. <laughs> she went back to the fridge, opened the thing, saw those Coronas, baby. Avatar's still, what, first, second, highest grossing of all time? It went now. back. No, it, it it went back. They released in China, and it, he, he, Cameron took the top spot from Avengers again, where they're it was Avengers, gonna, and then they're going to go back and forth forever. They're just going to keep doing fuck. that back and forth for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Fast Seven's in the conversation. That's in like the top ten still. Yes, Fast Seven and Fast Eight are both in the, uh, I believe top. I want. I don't. Maybe not top ten, but I think they're in like the top twenty, like highest grossing movies of all time. How do you think Nine's gonna do comparatively? Oh, I think it's gonna your be opinion. huge. I think it's. I think it's gonna be just as eight. Eight dipped a little from seven, but I think Nine is gonna at least match eight. I want to get it. I want to get a T-shirt. You think they'll have some swag like they did last time? I have um, no idea. No clue. It. Uh, who knows with like COVID things, but I, I have a feeling that uh, I have a feeling that Fast 9 will. I, I see. That's the thing that's going to be hard to predict oh, is like yeah. box office stuff. But right I feel like this will be. I Yeah. But but I feel like by the end of June, I feel like more people will be comfortable. And I, I, I honestly think it'll be the first like hundred mil plus blockbuster post pandemic. It, it will, it will break over a hundred million. It, I, that's a guarantee. Opening weekend. You think maybe not opening weekend, but it'll, it, it will definitely make over a hundred mil within the first month, but worldwide, uh, it'll do. that's a hard thing. I think it'll clear half a, uh, it'll half clear a, bill? a quarter bill first month. Yeah. It'll be in theaters a long time too. I think. I think it'll have a good run. The Fast franchise is is a big like audience, like come to the theater crowd. I think. Yes, and and I feel like the marketing, the way like they've already took in like note, like Vin Diesel and the and Universal is like welcome back to the movie. Like that, this is the big like, uh, this is the big event movie you've been waiting for to like get yeah. the box office back up. So I think I think it'll. I don't think it'll do as well as seven, especially opening weekend. Seven's no. opening weekend was fucking next level. It was bonkers. Like, that's like, I think, oh, I don't have any figures in front of me, but I, I feel like opening weekend for Fast Seven, comparable to like higher end Marvel movies. The Marvel movies just have a longer tail. Uh, yeah. Furious Fury Seven is the ninth highest grossing movie of all time. All right, so and top that's, ten. Wait, Fate, that's Fate is nineteen. Fate's at nineteen. Furious Seven's at nine. Which is the one? Which is the one that we went to where I snuck in the Coronas? Seven. That was seven. 
That was seven. That was That's the one that, that you cried in, right? Me, yes. Um, seven is yes, the one okay. I sobbed in. Yes, and we will right. get that. We will get. That. We'll 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 talk we'll talk off pod, but we have we have some special plans for seven when we get around. Yeah, to we're it. gonna we're gonna really make a make a meal out of uh, seven when we get. I got to a, a few weeks. I gotta say that was like um, one of my favorite moments in our friendship. I gotta say it's like uh, if somebody asked me if somebody asked me like what's some of your like favorite moments with your friends like going to fast seven was probably like so like top top five you, it's so memorable for my me. theater experience of seeing seven for the first time is the closest thing i'll ever have to a religious experience <laughs> hell yeah well jake jake was like a magician with those corona bottles i don't know how he did it you were like david copperfield you it were was, yeah, i was like it was where the hell if, did he put if you've, if you've ever seen a, a magician pull like a like a, a continuous handkerchiefs out of his sleeve it was like that but with coronas for yes for jake. <laughs> Yeah, baby. <laughs> now the theater, it's not a big deal because the theater is like an alcohol serving theater. Yeah, back yeah. then it was just popcorn and sodas. So back we, then <laughs> we had to pregame at the apartment, which yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam, remind me. Um was that, of a mile. were you living at 1812 at the time? <laughs> at that point, yeah. You were living I was, there. I was there at that point. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. So Sam and I lived together at, at an apartment. Uh 1812 was what we called it. Uh across the street was a movie theater so we would just like pregame there at the apartment walk across the street uh some people may have uh, had a sleeve full of corona some people may have brought like a flask yeah people I, did I brought I, things i had a big old flannel jacket on and it was like september when that movie <laughs> came out <laughs> i was i was pretty so so for so five and six i was pretty zooted when we went to go see those but for seven, I was pretty sober. I was I, I I had the Corona, but I I hadn't drank like too extreme. I was pretty in the movie at that point. But yeah, six. When you said you six, had the Corona, was, you should probably specify the beverage. Yes, the beverage Corona. Yeah, I had the Corona in the movie. You theater. said I had the Corona. <laughs> well, Jake and I, Jake and I had the Corona in the movie theater. Wait, in 2015 and the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, get vaccinated first because we yeah. all want to go see Fast Nine in theaters the yes. way it's meant to be seen. All right, so before we get to final thoughts, we are going to do a quick round of plugs so all you listeners know where to find us in other places. Jake, as our guest, would you like to go first? Uh, sure. So, uh, if you want to hear more of uh, Sean and I, uh, hopefully I didn't annoy you too much on this podcast. You can catch me on the Cast Sultans, where we discuss and uh, consult people on uh, how to make their podcast better. Yes, that's, that's the show. That's the, that is a show uh, Jake and I do together. It is very fun and silly. We're a couple silly podcast professionals, and uh, you know. Check it out because it's very good and fun and funny and smart and oh yeah, you're gonna learn a lot if you're interested oh, in making a podcast. Baby. Yeah, that's the look, if we, we take one of the most hardest things to do and we podcasting. Make it look yeah, speaking in general is is difficult, but yeah. So check that out, the Castultants, uh, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, also, I have an additional podcast. It's called Hardly Know Her. It is a podcast about sex, love life and relationships and uh each week lately we've been doing a lot of guests been guest heavy lately uh 
Mr. Jake was on our most recent episode where we talked about uh, sex history. We just kind of that that amounted to like we Googled a bunch of like funny sex facts. That's like I'm going to have to give uh, that a listen. Jake really talks about uh, gay fungus is how you described it. Gay fungus is where we begin. That's the start of everything. (laughs) That's the start of everything. You know, like bee vibrators, uh, shit like that. Goat um, eyelid cock rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. So go, go check that out. It's very fun and informative. Yeah. She sure, said with sure. a question mark at the end. Uh, we've covered a, a number of other things. We've covered polyamory. We've talked about, do you want to fuck a Dracula? So like it ranges from like fairly mature topics and like we handle them well to the goofiest shit you've ever heard of uh but yeah that's my shit sammy yes and you can find this show i'm only part of one podcast currently uh that is the thank pod for cast car show the one you're listening to uh you can find us on social media on twitter and instagram at thank pod for cast you can email us at thank pod for cast cars at gmail.com you can find me at sam underscore ianuzi on instagram and twitter and uh, guys, thank you for following us. I've gotten a lot of feedback recently from just random people on the internet and like uh, like friends and family that I didn't know were listening to it. And so that's good. I'm hoping that we're starting the beginning of something. Oh, I guess I should say exciting social media news. John Cena follows the show on uh, Twitter. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we can get Cena in the books. Sam, yeah. could you, Sam, can you do me a favor? Uh, yeah, <laughs> can you start forwarding anything positive someone tells you about the show to me directly so that I uh, uh, I'm like a vampire, except I need validation for my stupid podcasts. Yes, yes, I can do that. Perfect, yes. perfect. <laughs> I, I feed off of like people having listened. And I, I'm not and, and I'm not saying we're like even that big. I, I get like two or three people a week that tune in and most of them are people i know but on twitter i have had a couple people just say hey i've listened to the show and it's it's i'll fucking take it yeah so uh yeah that's it man perfect all right well with plugs uh, out of the way we're gonna move on to uh final thoughts i'm a bit more forgiving than you i think but i also noticed more flaws this watch than I previously have. Whereas with like two and three, three especially, I noticed more things I liked that I didn't notice previously, I think. Um, I'm really... Because I had placed this above those two in previous like rankings, but now I, I feel like the three are on similar... Uh, levels Uh, all the complaints I've already said in this episode I don't want to say give Gal Gadot more to do but maybe we don't need a female liaison character again but I really like her later installment so I'm glad she's being introduced in the franchise more Han would have been good Han could have been a part of the entire thing I think if they had confidence that they were going to do a further installment, they might have done that. Because like his last line is real dismissive of like, 
I'm in this movie for about five minutes and I'm going to go die. Yeah, pretty much. He goes, I heard there's some crazy shit going down in Tokyo, like my death. <laughs> pretty much like, yeah. Um, I have uh, spoiler. He'll be in the next movie. Um, <laughs> so more Han would have been good. Uh, just rework the entire Giselle character from from this movie. I just don't I don't like anything about what they've done with the character in this installment. Uh, too horny for Dom. And that was about all she did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's solid. It reestablishes the universe a bit. Certainly more of a tonally sequel to two than the other ones. But we went in that pretty good detail previously. Yeah, I think it it did it did its job in that it got people in the seats. It got people like re re excited for the franchise. People are like, Oh wait, this was a great movie from 10 years ago. I like seeing these main characters interacting again. Like the, the Brian Dom Mia relationship is all like reigniting. That is important. And I like that aspect of this film a lot. Plenty of complaints, plenty of things I like. Overall, not not in my top half of this franchise, but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoy. It. I got love for it because it is the Fast Family, so I had fun rewatching it. My complaints have been noted for everyone to hear in history. When in two hundred years, when they're like some some historian is just like piling through the archives of podcasts, they're like, oh, okay. Here's Sean's thoughts on Fast and Furious. They're all here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this movie definitely went down in this rewatch. Maybe when we do another lap, I'll recontextualize it and re-like it more. Um, I do like uh, the dramatic. There, there are some of the dramatic elements of it I like. I like the smaller scenes, more intimate scenes that we will lose as the series goes on. We're not going to get as many of those like personal scenes with the characters getting to do character work. Um, I think John Ortiz is spectacular as um, Braga. I think he's really good. Just really like charismatic dude that you like get the uh, get the like appeal to him. Uh, I think the FBI scenes are pretty well done in this movie. I like the smaller FBI crew. Uh, I think that this is the best version of the FBI we'll get in one of these movies. Um, there's no Bilkins. There's no Bilkins, but I like the dude. I, it's like I said, I like the dude that fills in and calls Paul Walker's son. He's a very serious, very stern looking guy. I like him. Um, yeah, this movie is a weird one, man. It's it's sort of the odd duck of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, more so, I think, than Tokyo Drift. I think this one sort of just sticks out a little bit too much. I feel like there's not enough action in this movie to like... To, to, to my liking, and I feel like the budget, which isn't their fault, I feel like the budget limitation, I feel like it's got to do too much and doesn't do enough. I feel like I can sum up the movie in those words. It's got too much to do, doesn't really do enough. Um, I'm glad Vin's back. It's great to see him back. I'm glad he's the central focus of this movie. Um, I like what this movie sets up more than I like what it actually is as a individual project. Um but yeah, I can't wait to maybe talk about it in a different context next time. And I am 
obviously very excited for next week. Uh, those are my thoughts on Fast and Furious 2009. Uh, Jake, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with us and our audience? Yeah, uh, this one is my least favorite Fast and Furious movie uh, by far. Uh, oh, so I'm I, glad we got you on this one. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's fine. I uh, I will say kind of like what Sam reiterate, which Sam just said, it it is like a necessary movie. Like it's needed. It 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 kind of got all the ties in that needed to progress the storyline. Um, I think kind of what we discussed about uh, them not knowing if they were going to make movies after really hindered the story writing of it a bit, which uh, I think if they knew that they were going to do more movies, I think it would have been a much better movie. Um, but that being said, it was necessary. Reasonable. Unfortunately, Reasonable. unfortunately it's uh, my least favorite, uh, not enough action, not enough uh, really cool shit happening. They don't really take um, cars to the next level in this one. But I had a blast uh, talking about it, <laughs> Jake. And also, yeah, thank you for coming in because we had we had other guests booked, but they couldn't make it last minute. So Jake is like here. You're literally here. Oh, of this yeah, podcast truly. That you yeah. Fill in, and we, we do appreciate we do it. appreciate and- that you jumped in uh, with 22 hours notice. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I'm, and I'm always down to talk fast and furious, baby. With my yeah, boys. Well, it was. We always got my my uh, co podcast podcast professional uh, jumping in with us. Um, All right, guys, close everything out. We're gonna go ahead and say grace and uh, go ahead and close up shop for this week. Uh, I would like to thank Pod for the wonderful character actor John Ortiz, uh, magical Coronas. And uh, iPads that uh, proto iPads that you use as GPS in uh, street races, and they're not closing the streets this time. Ooh, scary. Oof. And I'd like to thank Pod for all those cars in the impound. I'd like to po- thank Pod for Han. I'd like to thank Pod for Han's return. I'd like to thank Pod for, po- ah, for fuck's sake. I'd like to thank Pod for the f bomb. <laughs> And I'd like to thank Pod for the twins. Uh, I would like to thank Pod for the second F bomb. I'd like to thank Pod for Dead Letty. And I'd like to thank Pod for 10 second cars. And most importantly, we'd like thank, to thank Pod. Thank Pod, Pod for, for gas, gas cars. cars. Let's do one that. more take. Okay. And most importantly, Thank Pod, Pod for, for cast cars. cars. <laughs> that last one actually was good. <laughs>